the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. A couple minutes past 4. Thanks for tuning in. Forecast calling for a sunny rest of the afternoon. Clear skies tonight. We're in the 80s now, dropping to 69 this evening. Tomorrow and Sunday, basically carbon copies of each other. A lot of sun and a high of 90 both tomorrow and Sunday. NBA, big trade happening. Looks like Russell Westbrook going from Oklahoma City to Houston. Chris Paul going from Houston to Oklahoma City, along with a bunch of draft picks from Houston. They're 20 and 24 first rounders protected, the top four, and a couple of pick swaps. So if Oklahoma City wants to do some swapping with Houston in 21 and 20, uh, 2025, they can do so. In tennis, Wimbledon, Roger Federer over third-seeded Rafael Nadal in four sets. Going to face Novak Djokovic, who won his semifinal matchup in four sets at Wimbledon. That final this coming Sunday morning at 9 in London. And not only Sunday, but Saturday, but tonight, also all three... We had the Phillies in action. Second half of the season happening. They're taking on the Washington Nationals at the ballpark, and we're glad to bring in on our famous Friday show the world-famous John Brazier, director of fun and games for the Phils. How you doing, man? I'm great, Timmy Day. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. You're a busy man. Well, I feel like we've been away from baseball for such a long time since we were literally have not been home since June 27th. So it's uh, been a long break. Yeah, imagine being a player, right? Yep. Yep, and they, uh, they, they, but the, for the players, it's great. They get the all-star break. I mean, the players really get no break. They don't, you know, they, they're working on weekends, and they get maybe you know, two days off a month. Uh, so for them to have three or four, you know, four days, you know, off to themselves, you know, good for them. Yeah, well, I'm back in town now, big series. Of course, the Braves have uh, taken a big lead, but uh, you know, between us and the Nationals, the Phils and Nationals, there's something's got to give here, and hopefully, the Phils can can uh, push the Nationals down a little bit and move ahead of them, uh, starting tonight with uh, Nick Pavetta on the mound for the Phils and Steven Strasburg. Early start, right? Got some fireworks tonight, am I right? Yep, it's 6.05 start. And, uh, and Tim, I got to tell you, it's, um, you know, we're, we're going to be earning it these next five days because you've got Strasburg, as you just mentioned. You've got uh, Patrick Corbin, their big off-season acquisition, right. facing us tomorrow. And then uh, we have Scherzer on Sunday, Kershaw on Monday, and Walker Bueller, um, <laughs> the young pitcher for the Dodgers, is phenomenal wow. uh, for the next five days. So it's, it's going to be we're going to have to earn this. But yes, tonight is a uh, early start. Uh, it is a six oh five start. It's going to be post game fireworks, as you know. It's one of the best fireworks shows in the city. Yep. Um, and it's pyrotechnic, puts on a tremendous uh, 17-minute firework extravaganza. You got you know patriotic songs, current songs, classic songs. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then another one uh, tomorrow night for the Xfinity Fireworks Show uh, following the game. But tomorrow night is the 7:15 start. Okay, very good. And then of course on Sunday, 
the big uh, Ryan Howard retirement day. When we talked last time, it was Chase's uh, retirement day, and that had been sold out and only, I guess, tickets on the secondary market. Is that the case for Sunday, do you know, or are there still some um, available? I think there's still, for all three games, I think it's just if it's not sold out, there there's a very small amount. Okay. Um, but at this point, it might, they might all three might be sold out. I'm not sure, but I know... Uh, as of this morning, all three had had a, a small amount to. Uh, we were able to sell a small amount. Okay, that's good to know. And especially, I mean, it's supposed to be a beautiful weekend. I mean, a little on the warm side, but not bad, and plenty of sun. Where you're not wondering, do I have to run for cover for an hour rain delay or whatever? It's going to be gorgeous all weekend. Well, it's going to be tremendous, and obviously, again, the fireworks event Sunday is going to be really special. Um, you know, last year we did Shane Victorino, we retired Shane Victorino. This year. Um, we've retired uh, Jimmy and, and Chase, and now uh, the big piece. So it's uh, yeah. a great giveaway. We're going to have a uh, Pico Ryan Howard uh, bobble figurine given away to all fans on Sunday. Uh, and this, the tribute, just like we've done the other two guys yes. this year, uh, make sure you're in your seats by 1230 because um, it's going to be, you know, with Ryan Howard, just like the other two, uh, you, you'll get a speech. You're going to have some surprises. Uh, you're going to have tribute to him, you know, throughout the whole uh, game and I mean Ryan Howard, as you know, is a very special player. He set the all-time single-season home run uh, mark with 58 in 2006. Right. He was three All-Star games, Silver Slugger Award, won Rookie of the Year, MVP. Uh, he's second in Phillies history in home runs and RBIs. I mean, he's a, he was a very special player uh, in, this, in the uniform and one of the nicest guys. Uh, and I'm sure you covered him and yeah. uh, felt the same way. Just a tremendous guy to work with. I really did. And over the 20 years I've been down at the ballpark, um, I rarely, if ever, cross what you would call the personal line where you say, can you take a picture with me or something? I, I don't really think I've ever done that with a player at the ballpark. It, but the closest I came to it was when they first won the division series in 07, the year before they won the World Series. And everyone was just loving being, uh, you know, they, they were on the field looking up at the fans. They were just having a great time. I got my phone out and I said, "Do you mind saying hello to my son?" And he he got on the phone. He talked to my son for about half a minute and just I told I actually called my son first. And I said, "Don't just look at the phone. <laughs> Make sure you say hello. My name is and whatever." But he was very kind and yes, and even you know he stood at his locker many times as well, you know, professionally speaking and, and talking through things, uh, not avoiding any tough questions if there were slumps or whatever and. Uh, respected him a lot. So it's it's neat to be able to see this happening. And uh, you know, really a golden era of Phillies baseball. Hopefully another one will come along too, and we're on our way toward that. But very special time with Chase and with, with uh, Jimmy that you've had this summer. And it must have been neat for you to plan these things out and how it all lined up that they it worked out because it could have been that they were all still playing or one of them was playing and you'd have to break it up. But uh, what was it like for you putting all this together? Um, well, you know, obviously there's a lot of people that, that, that uh, were part of it. Yeah. Really, my job was really to promote it. Um, but, you know, obviously those three players were in our organization. They, they were all raised as Phillies. Um, so we all knew them from the, when they were young. So it was great to see them come back. And, and also it was great to see some of the former teammates come back to support. And then we're even going to, you know, this year uh, we're having a alumni weekend. Um, it's going to be uh, the 2009 celebration. So that weekend of... August 2nd, uh, you know, we're going to have a lot of these guys back that were on that 2019. So it's going to be, uh, it's, it's, it's great. Again, just kept catching up to them. You, you knew them when they were young and, and to see them progress, uh, to get to the point where, you know, they're, they're all three going to be in the Phillies wall of fame, uh, at some point. So we'll have another celebration down the road for that. So, right. uh, very cool. It's a, it's a great guys on that team. That's excellent. Well, John, thank you for taking time. I know you got plenty going on, especially with the uh, the earlier start tonight. 6.05, if folks are wanting to head to the ballpark against Washington, Nick Pavetta, Steven Strasburg. Tomorrow, Aaron Nola on the mound for the Phils. 
And Sunday, they're still not quite sure if Jake's going to be up for it because of his uh, possible bone spurs, or have they decided who's going to pitch Sunday for the Phils yet? I don't think we've been, we've uh, announced that yet. So okay. We'll see. Okay. Very good. It should be a wonderful weekend. Fireworks tonight, tomorrow, and Ryan Howard Retirement Day on Sunday. Uh, game time for that is that one. 05 or 135, do you know? Uh, 105. Okay. 105 but, start. But 1230, if you're there in time, then you can see a lot of the festivities, the speaking and all that that Ryan will be doing. And, and again, everybody gets the bobblehead, right? It's not just for kids. Uh, you know, certain Every, All fans get the Pico Energy uh, or Pico uh, Ryan Howard bobble figurine. That's fantastic. Good deal. Thanks, my friend. Have a great rest all of right. your weekend. Thanks, Timmy. You too. All right. Very good. That's John Brazier, Director of Fun and Games for the Philadelphia Phillies. Checks in every now and again to keep us posted what's going on. Looking forward to uh, having him on perhaps one more time over the course of the summer. In the meantime, we're going to take our first break, and we're looking forward to, uh, Joe, you know what? We have a special guest, not just one, we have two special guests this hour. What? Wow, I didn't know. <laughs> you knew. Look at you. You look like a mime over there doing the, with your hand. Yeah, I mean, no, I didn't Mike, have my headphones. Didn't have your head. That's fine. Yeah, we're looking forward to having... The one and only Mike Singletary, NFL Hall of Famer, the heart of the defense for the Chicago Bears, uh, coming up later on this hour. And also, in just a few moments, Brittany Aberley. She's a former contestant, now a casting director for that uh, show, The Biggest Loser, which was on NBC for a bunch of years. And they're doing a recasting of that and another fresh episode uh, run coming up later on this year. So uh, we're going to chat with her as well. We have some stuff to give away, contesting to do, and a lot more. You excited, Joe? I'm more than excited and still scared about Mike Singletary. I'm scared to interview him as well. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, also, we capped the program off at the back end with the Now That's Punny segment. <gasps> so you're going to be... Inhale. Get, inhale. Get, I'm get, sorry. Yes. Get your sound effects ready. All right. Fair enough. And by the way, if someone would like to email in a favorite pun for us to use, by all means do so or text it. 610 get a card if they... they will. If we use your pun during the segment today, we will give you a gift card of your choice to Duncan or to uh, Rita's or to Wawa. Fair enough. Text it to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, or email to Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. Back in a minute with more Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. 414, Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. We are looking forward to having Mike Singletary join us later on in the hour. But first, we have another special guest, former contestant and now a casting director for the show The Biggest Loser. We're talking about Brittany Aberley. Hello, Brittany. I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. Nice to hear your voice and uh, chat about what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So you were a former contestant, now casting director for the upcoming yes. Biggest Loser. And I just thought as a quick introduction, of course, the, the original series ran for, what, a dozen years or so. You were on yeah. season, season five. So as a quick introduction for folks who may not be familiar with the program, uh, just if you could take a second and share how the show actually worked. And secondly, how you came to participate in, you know, back when you were a participant. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the most popular, longest-running, unscripted franchises in television history, and it's such an inspiration. Um, my journey began several years ago, about a decade ago, and I was actually a contestant on the show. And after the show, it's now evolved, and I've worked on now four seasons of casting for the show, which I 
could not be more excited about. I always love coming back, and it's come full circle for me. Now I'm on the other side, but right. when I'm speaking to these contestants and people who are um, trying out for the show, it's, it's a neat process because I've sat where they're sitting, and I know what they've gone through and not, or what they're going through, and not only that, but I know what it's like to be on the other side of actually making the show and then you know, working for the show. So it's a it's incredible experience. Yeah. Can you share for a moment how the uh series you're working on is going to be similar and or different to the original series? Yeah, I mean, all of the favorite, the viewers' favorite aspects of the show will still be there. You know, people uh, having uh, monumental breakthroughs and you'll be able to connect with each contestant in a different way or see, you know, similarities here and there and you'll watch them, you know, uh, lose weight and gain a new self-confidence. And the way I think it'll be different is that health and fitness have come a long way in the last decades since I've been on the show, for right, sure. Right. And, you know, the new version will not only be focused on the contestants losing weight, but their overall well-being and a more holistic approach, which everyone who's involved with the show is very excited about. Yeah. Chatting with Brittany Aberly, a former contestant, now casting director for The Biggest Loser. Ten series uh, episodes or ten episodes are in the works for USA this time around. Yeah. Uh, the casting process itself, what's that like for this ten episode series? You know, right now I'm actually in Chicago because we're having our open calls uh, tomorrow. We've been casting for weeks, and we'll be continuing to cast. But I'm in Chicago. We're hosting an open casting call tomorrow. We um, are also having one in Nashville tomorrow. People don't need to show up to an actual casting call to apply. We just recommend it because it gets you that FaceTime. Sure. And we'll be there from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and we take group interviews. For anybody who wants to apply online, we recommend they go to www.bl, as in Biggest Loser, casting.tv. It takes about five minutes to fill out the application. I just highly recommend that people take the two to three minutes to send a quick video. It helps us casting directors see you and your face and see you speak, see your um, energy, your, your uh, personality, and also your desire. Sure. And along with that, are there a couple of very fundamental things people need to know as far as you know, how old they are or how much weight they're trying to lose or any of those sorts of particulars? Yeah, we say 100 pounds as a gauge. But if you have, let's say you, have, you think you have 75, 80, 90, 100 plus pounds to lose, we highly recommend that you audition. Okay. And you yourself, um, maybe just as a person you mentioned being on both sides now, having participated in season five and now with the casting process, what did you learn when you were a participant? How much carried over over the last 10 years or so? And, and who are you now as you approach the, the Biggest Loser show that's in the works? Like what you bring to the process of putting it together? Got it. So I would say that after having been on the show and coming back home and learning how to incorporate everything I learned on the show was definitely a learning process um, because it's real life. And we all know that real life hits you real fast. That's right. <laughs> and, That's right. Um, as humans, we're full of excuses. And I have found myself struggling with my weight plenty of times in the last decade. And one of the things that always comes back is that the show is truly the foundation and I say that because this show gave me the tools that I implement in my life to this day and the times and the moments when I have um, messed up or have fallen short and have put on weight. It's always come back to what I've learned on the show that I implement and those tools of making sure that I can look in the mirror and be like, at the end of the day, like, I'm responsible for how this story ends for Brittany. And so I have to make those conscious efforts daily and getting up and working out and, you know, being in control of this 
this body that I get to carry around for however long I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. That's why that's good. I, I know it can be a struggle. I've had made, I've made good decisions, decisions and not so good decisions. And I'm currently in a upswing mode. I'm trying to get back into a better place, but it's not easy when you're when yeah, married with five that's, kids. That's and... about, that, yeah, that's human, right? We're yeah. human. We have, we, we gain some, we lose some, we are human. And I have days that I fall short all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice to make your acquaintance. I know you have plenty going on today, but thank you for taking time and God bless you. And uh, I hope you enjoy this next casting process. Is it wrapping up very soon besides tomorrow? Is tomorrow the last day or can people still go online beyond that? It's still going on beyond that. Tomorrow is my last casting call, but we'll be in the city doing callback interviews and also continuing um, throughout the nation. So anybody who else is applying in the coming weeks, those will definitely get seen. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you again for your time. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. You too. Bye-bye. It's Brittany Aberley, former contestant and now casting director for The Biggest Loser. A 10-episode run is in the, the works, this time on USA Network, and you can find out more. I wrote that down somewhere. Oh, blcasting.tv if you want to apply for that. blcasting.tv. Uh, Brittany is in Chicago where one of the calls is tomorrow. And again, she said you can do that online. You don't have to fly to Chicago real quick. But we will be uh, checking back with another Chicago connection in a moment. Looking forward to NFL Hall of Famer, Chicago Bear, Mike Singletary. He's at the Ocean City Tabernacle this coming Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. as well. So we'll catch up with him in just a couple of moments. That's next up on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 424, Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com. A previous guest, Brittany Abilene, was in Chicago, and right now... Chicago, Chicago, that toddling town. Great song by Sinatra here. Chicago. We bring in someone with a history in Chicago, NFL Hall of Famer, part of the defense for the Chicago Bears for a dozen years or so. Going to be at the Ocean City Tabernacle this coming Sunday, 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. talking about Mike Singletary. Hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Excellent. It's a privilege to talk with you and also exciting because you're coming to town this weekend, the Ocean City Tabernacle. Yes, sir. Yeah. Have you been? We're very excited about that. Okay. Have you, have you been there before to speak? I have. Okay. So you know, you know the lay of the land and, uh, yeah, we can maybe chat about that a little bit, but just so folks know, it's this coming Sunday morning, 830 and 1030 as well. Of course, from the football side of things, folks will know you very well. There's a lot of crossover. Of course, you played for Buddy Ryan, and he wound up coaching in Philadelphia, too. Well, let's start off just as a youngster growing up. Uh, your dad was a pastor, right? Yes. And you have a church background. So just if you could share a little bit about your growing up and, and your testimony as far as how you came to know the Lord in the first place and over time, or was it was it at a young age and it kept growing? Yeah, well, basically, um, I'm the last of 10 kids, grew up uh, in a Christian family, my father was a Pentecostal pastor, and um, at uh, 12 years old, my mom and dad divorced, and, you know, for the first time, um, I was uh, allowed to have a chance to play football, and um, started playing at that age, and, and really loved the game, and and um, 
uh, gets really excited about having the opportunity to play, and and uh, felt like uh, the hand of God was on my career the whole time. Hmm. Um, I came to know the Lord really at at 13 years old, but but not really for all the the right reasons. I, I just felt like it really pleased my mom, and at 25 years old. I really, um, I really came to a, uh, a knowledge uh, of the Lord and then a relationship as well, my own personal relationship, and uh, began to grow. And, and I felt like um, you know, the Lord sent different mentors into my life uh, to begin to help me grow and, and uh, kind of uh, help me understand the, the Word and you know, how to hear God, how to live the Christian life as, as a man. And... Um, you know, through the years, I just uh, felt like uh, the Holy Spirit has become more and more uh, of a teacher in my life and, and really the personal mentor, I think, that we all have, but um, yeah. don't activate it. So so uh, for me, I've, I've started to activate the Holy Spirit and uh, really allow the Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me and, and teach me the things that I need to know as, as a man, as a father. Yeah, and it's a growth process for all of us, right? So yeah, that 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 sounds good. <laughs> that sounds great, and that God's been faithful over the years. And we're chatting with Mike Singletary, NFL Hall of Famer, played for the Bears for was it eleven, twelve years? Was it a? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Twelve years. Yeah, he drafted in '81, and I wasn't. I mean, I was 13 at the time when you were drafted, and uh, I'm trying to remember how did how did you feel? You were you were high in the second round. Like, what was it like for you? To even just great to be drafted by Chicago, or do you think I should have been in the first round? Like, how were you at the time? What yeah, was it like? I, I was. At that particular time, I was very frustrated that I wasn't um, a first-round draft choice, and, and uh, several teams thought about uh, drafting me in the first round, but passed. And, you know, looking back on it, I guess I can understand. I was a little shorter than they would like, and, you know, not a lot of guys that were 5'11", uh, had done great in the NFL, uh, aside from Mula Lanier. Yeah. And uh, so just, I, I, I just think they just kind of shied away from it in the first round. So I was frustrated. I came in the league with a chip on my shoulder, and Chicago was the best place I could go to because Buddy Ryan knew how to handle chip on shoulders. <laughs> uh, really helped me mature and grow very fast and, and uh, become accountable and, owning my uh, the responsibility that, that, that I needed to have as a leader of that team. On that note, just out of curiosity, I started covering the Eagles um, when Ray Rhodes became head coach, so I just missed Buddy Ryan and Rich, Rich Cotype had followed in between there. But is there a side of Buddy that people might not know that, like you said, a great mentor? People might just look at him as a kind of a brash guy a little bit on the outside, but but there's a gentle side to him too or, a, a, a you know, a Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I, I think, uh, you know, Buddy and I watched a lot of film together and, you know, he allowed me to, to sit down and ask him a million questions. And we just got to a point, I think, where he realized that um, I was serious when I meant that I, I wanted to be one of the greatest of all time, that I was willing to put in the work and, and uh, put in the time. And it sort of became like a father-son kind of relationship. And uh, he began to talk to me about life and things that I needed to do as a player and and uh, how I needed to, to lead and, and uh, being able to spend time with my teammates and build relationships and not just yell at them on the field and, and uh, you know, ask them different things, ask them how uh, they wanted to, how they saw the team and how they wanted to, to grow as players and their goals and things like that. So, 
hmm. gave me a lot of responsibility and autonomy as a uh, as a leader uh, to really uh, own the uh, the defense and and uh, take responsibility for it as well. Yeah, Mike Singletary is our guest. It's Tim DeMoss show AM five sixty WFIL WFIL dot com in Philly and. Uh, NFL Hall of Famer, heart of the defense for the Bears, and of course it didn't take long. I think your first you became a starter the very first year, uh, so that, that's not a given. About midway the first year, yeah. So yeah, all the other teams got a quick quick lesson on hey, maybe you should have drafted him. But uh, and then of course within a few years, the, the maybe the high water mark of your playing career that the big fame season in, in '85 and '86 with the 15 and one record and and be in the heart of the defense with that. But you knew at the same time in your faith, how were you doing in your walk with the Lord? Because that's a, you know, sometimes a player, I'm guessing I've covered teams for years and I've talked to players. Sometimes they find that they win a championship and it's amazing, but at the same time, it's not, we're not created to win championships. We're created to know the Lord. So how were you in your faith at that point? And yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Well, it was, um, I, I was, I was good. I, I would say uh, decent in my faith at the time because, I really looked at the Lord. I, I had uh, goals. I had things that I wanted to accomplish, and I really felt that at that time the Lord had allowed me to accomplish uh, everything that that I, I had on that list. And um, but after the Super Bowl, I really felt that that was going to be something really special, something life changing, and, and it just wasn't. And um, so after the Super Bowl, I was very frustrated, very angry. But it felt very alone at, at the uh, the time that I really felt I, I would feel I was on top of the world. And, um, you know, the Lord uh, began to challenge me and, and uh, really, as Buddy challenged me as a football player, I think the Lord was challenging me as a believer to go go higher, let's, let's mature, let's take that next step. And uh, it was a big step. I had to really search myself and search my soul and, and look at what it really was in, in the, the next chapter of my life um, as a believer, what that needed to look like. And there were things that I was doing at that time that, as a believer, it was going to really cause me some problems later on. It was going to cause me some problems in my marriage, uh, raising my kids in the whole nine yards, and, and the Lord just took me by the hand and uh, reassured me and, and uh, really asked me to to do some things to really change my life. Mike Singletary is our guest, NFL Hall of Famer, the heart of the defense for the Chicago Bears for a dozen or so years, and he'll be at the Ocean City Tabernacle this coming Sunday morning, 8.30 and 10.30. It's free, open to the public. You can get details at octabernacle.org. Weekend looks beautiful. A lot of sunshine pretty much all weekend. We're in the 80s now, down to 69 tonight, a high of 90 tomorrow and Sunday. A lot of baseball in town this weekend. Phil's playing a three-game series with the Washington Nationals. 6.05 start tonight, by the way, for the end of the game. They have fireworks happening. And fireworks tomorrow night. Sunday is Ryan Howard Retirement Day, and all fans in attendance get a bobblehead, which is pretty cool. Uh, you can get more details, I'm sure, online. And in terms of hoops, big trade with Chris Paul heading to Oklahoma City and Russell Westbrook heading to Houston. Some draft picks in there as well. And in tennis, Roger Federer, second-seeded Wimbledon, beating third-seeded Rafael Nadal. In four sets, Federer is going to play top seed Novak Djokovic Sunday morning at 9 in a classic, I'm sure, Wimbledon final. Uh, so that's coming up this weekend as well. We'll take a quick break, continue our conversation. Mike Singletary on Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Live and local. 
It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's 437. Tune to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoy the program, feel free to share the word, spread the word, share the fact that you can listen online. You can listen to podcasts, too. The hardest working producer in Philadelphia radio between 402 and 45850. Make sure that that podcast audio is up on the website before he heads out for the evening. Very faithfully done. In the meantime, we want to... uh, Continue our conversation. Mike Singletary, NFL Hall of Famer, the heart of the defense for the Chicago Bears for a dozen years, only missed a couple of games all of those years, despite how hard he played, is coming Sunday. He'll be at the Ocean City Tabernacle. It's absolutely free. 8.30 a.m., also 10.30 a.m., octabernacle.org is how you can find out more information on that. One of the things, obviously, you're known for it was the intensity with which you played and the focus you had and all of that. And how did your faith and your craft intersect, would you say, over the years? Well, it's, it's really interesting. As a player, my, my faith and my passion, they were hand in hand. Being able to go out there and, and exemplify uh, with all the passion and rage and passion, fury and everything that I had. Yeah. Say, hey, that was great. I felt that's just exactly what the Lord wanted me to do. And then I became a coach. And uh, becoming a coach, it, it was something very different, uh, very demanding in a whole other sense. Um, now having to take that passion and theory and, and energy and drive and being able to bring that under control. It's, it's like taking it from outside, and now you have to change it and, and learn how to use it inside. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, if I can't hold all this inside... Uh, but the Lord has, through the years, has shown me how to take all of that passion and fury and hmm. uh, energy and intensity and, and hone it and be able to use it in a positive way as a coach to change lives and, and uh, change the, the course of games. And, and uh, so it's, it's been very interesting, very exciting, very demanding um, I've been a tremendous process, one that I'm very thankful for going forward. Yeah. NFL uh, Hall of Famer Mike Singletary, kind enough to spend a few minutes with us. He's going to be at the Ocean, uh, Ocean City Tabernacle this coming Sunday morning, 8.30 and 10.30. And you can find out more about it at octabernacle.org. Uh, it's interesting as you're speaking there because you mentioned the leadership that Buddy Ryan helped you with in Chicago to learn what it meant to build those relationships with your teammates and not be just um, – uh, you know, I'm going to be, a, you know, you just watch me and then you, you guys have to try hard too, but really connecting with all your teammates to lead them. But leadership looked different, I guess, as you say, as you got older and you took a different role as head coach and linebackers coach, that leadership is a different different way of doing it. So uh, it's a good, I guess, reminder or lesson that as we grow, maybe the Lord has us in different spaces and the leadership is going to be different. It's not going to always be one way of doing things Makes you know, is the way to do it. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, just to wrap up our time, I know you have uh, you know plenty going on today, um, but I wanted to ask if you could speak to the, um, uh, you know, you've been through a lot over your lifetime, had some adversity, of course, and with, I think with your family, so your brothers, and um, what would you encourage people who are listening with who have been through or are going through uh, hard, you know, hard times or maybe something that's happened early in their lives they've never quite gotten over or or whatever it might be as far as uh, what you've learned and God's faithfulness over the years, you step back and look and see the, the well, path. There, there are a couple of things. I think there are a couple of things. One is you, you, you get into it. Uh, you get out of it what you put into it. And uh, you, 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 can't, you, you can't live with one foot in and one foot out. Uh, it just doesn't work. And I, I think it comes down to putting God first. Uh, we can't, we can't uh, expect God to do great things in our lives when we're only half committed. And I think that, um, you know, before I could tell anybody, well, you just got to trust God. No, the first thing I want to tell you is you got to put God first. Hmm. Because that that's really where the promises are. If he's not first, then nothing else that I say is going to make any sense. It's like saying, uh, you know, you can drive this car, but uh, if there's no gas in it, um, you know, that's a major thing that we need to talk about. If there's no gas in the car, it's not going anywhere. And I think the same thing with faith. And I, I think that uh, we have to have a faith and have to build that faith and, and uh, grow that faith and trust that God is who he says he is. And, um, you know, lean out on your own understanding and, and just trust him and, and watch him, and I promise you, uh, he will deliver. And um, I just think that it's just it's just a day at a time. He gives us enough grace for that one day. And if we can just take his word and, and, and walk it uh, one day at a time, not looking to the next day or not looking the next week, um, and just trusting him for that day, and then that's how we mature and uh, become uh, faithful believers that, uh, that can walk and, and, and not have to fall. Amen. Amen. Is there something to wrap up people can uh, pray for you about as they think of, you know, think of you in the days to come? I just, uh, I just, uh, anybody that's praying for me, I just ask that uh, you pray that, that the, the, the revelation that, that God has for us, that I will continue to come into that, as well as the resurrection of God, the resurrection power of God. Um, I hear a lot of people talk about it, but uh, I don't see it a lot. And to me, today, people need to see the resurrection power of God. And I think uh, as we walk with him uh, in that resurrection power, then, then we're, we're going to make a difference. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for taking time. And uh, maybe you've, you've dropped a few little tidbits of what's coming up this weekend. Have you, have you finalized what you want to chat about this coming Sunday at the OC Tabernacle? No, I haven't. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit going to give me exactly what I need, but I don't have it all right. <laughs> That's a good way to go. That's good. Well, people can pray for that, too. And uh, thank you again for taking time. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. And glad to have you coming to town this Sunday. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. You, too. Spike Singletary, NFL Hall of Famer, one of the greatest defensive players in the history of football, played for the Chicago Bears for a dozen years, 10 Pro Bowls, All-Pro eight times. Samurai Mike, intimidating focus, intensity, and it's coming Sunday at the Ocean City Tabernacle.
Uh, you can find out more at octabernacle.org. It's a free event, 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. We have our final break coming up here, and then we have our fun pun segment and maybe another surprise or two to wrap up our swell show. Yeah. You know, we have a gift card or two to give away also. Why don't we do that during the break here? If uh, you want to call in at 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. Take a random caller or two. Pick up a gift card to Duncan or to Wawa or to Rita's. Your choice, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Give a holler right now. 800-560-9345 to win with WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 448, Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Coming down the home stretch of the program and of the week, we uh, were kind enough to be joined by Brittany Aberley. She is with the TV show The Biggest Loser, which was on NBC for a dozen years. There's a, another edition of that coming out. Ten episodes are in the works, going to be on USA Network. Uh, they're working on it this fall, so I'm going to guess it'll be, I'm not sure when it'll be, but later on this year or early next year. So she was on with us. We had John Brazier of the Phillies, director of Fun and Games, talking about the fireworks they have tonight and tomorrow. Ryan Howard retirement day is on Sunday. Everybody in attendance gets a bobblehead doll, not just for their, you know, not just the kids, but the adults too. And, uh, and then I just had Mike Singletary, one of the greatest football players of all time, really one of the on defense for sure, and a Hall of Famer. He was a coach as well. Made ten Pro Bowls, All Pro, eight times. And Joe. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you were intimidated. <laughs> can I just tell you that I really normally don't get intimidated by anybody. Me too. Me too. And I was almost afraid to ask him <laughs> any questions. <laughs> like, I could just see him. You know how you you love it when you can happen to have somebody in studio? Yes. Uh, like yesterday, we were. The Lions. We had the Lions, you know, Jay and Sophia. It was great to have right. them in, talk about their documentary, Kara Tippett story. Yeah. And it's great. Uh, but the phone is usually how it has to work because logistically, people aren't going to be in the neighborhood and able to come in. Uh-huh. This is one of those times. I'm not sure I could have done the, the interview if Mike oh, was in indeed. studio yeah. looking at me. I know. I know. Could you imagine being a running back? No. And you see Mike's eyes through his helmet like yeah, that's lasers. Good. And that's what you always saw in the pictures. He, he was so I can laser. Just, and he was very gracious. I can yeah. just tell you. I was like, I wasn't sure if I was allowed to crack any jokes. I like, I, <laughs> I, I kind of, I'm like, you know what? I need something to <sighs> come down from that. So I know he was in, and remember when the Bears won the Super Bowl in 85? Yeah. They had some fun on that team, despite their intimidating, you know, winning ways. They had like a rap thing. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And you being the amazing producer you are. Yes, I am. No doubt have thought of this. Wow, this is 80s. I see Don Johnson and Crockett and Tubbs walking. We are the best shuffling crew. Shuffling on down. Sweet 
this and I like the dance. Running the ball is like Mickey Moore Mance. We had the goal since training camp to give Chicago a Super Bowl champ. And we're not doing this because we're greedy. The Bears are doing it to beat the needy. We didn't come here to look for trouble. We just come here to do the Super Bowl shop. This is Stevie Willis and I'm world class. I like running, but I love to get the pass. That's good work. That's good work by you, Joe. I, yeah, up to you. I mean, that's a long song, though. I know I don't want to play the entire thing, but that's fun. It yeah. gives me a little blood pressure starting to go down a little bit. <laughs> well, when I called, yes, I called him yesterday. Um, Mike Singletary? Yeah. Yes. I, I've interviewed hundreds of people, too. Did you feel course, it? Did I feel it? I got him on the phone, and I said, of course, I cleared my throat, and I said, Mr. Singletary, <laughs> I am like, go to set you up for an interview with my Tim DeMoss. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. What? Uh, yeah, right. Well, and I'm glad he, again, he was great. He had a lot of great stuff to say. And uh, folks can get the full podcast of this program a little after six this evening, as yeah. we have all the other podcasts. But in any case, I'm glad that we actually end the week and this, this show with the, uh, the pun segment, which is coming up shortly. Yeah. In fact, we can do it now. Okay. Okay. If you're ready. I'm ready. Are you? I am. I am is what science. Okay. Now, for those who are maybe new to this program, we do this fine segment every Friday around this time for one reason and one reason only, because seven days without a pun makes one week. So it's important we give listeners a boost. Am I right? Yeah. Joe, you know, uh, of course, since we we you know connected last, uh, the U.S. women's team won the World Cup. Uh, congratulations to them. But at the beginning, you remember there was a lot of talk about them beating Thailand thirteen to nothing in that opening match, and how the U.S. women shouldn't you know they should tone things down, not scored so many goals. Uh, I don't know about you. I don't want to get too whatever about this, but in general. I find high-scoring soccer games offensive. Thank you. On the other hand, uh, I was reading about this optician. Yeah. Uh, He fell into the lens grinding machine. He had a total spectacle of himself. (laughs) Can't go wrong with the Stooges. Joe, do you remember how I told you I worked at the clock factory and I was so mad they fired me after all the extra hours I put in? Do you remember that? Well, I don't know that I told you this, but I also worked at a watch factory. Totally different experience. It was a great time, especially there was one guy I worked with, very funny. He just made faces all day long. (laughs) Best part of the job at that watch factory? I made my own hours. Thank you very much. As long as we're on past job history, I once uh, was fired from a bank job that I had on the very first day, which I did not think was fair. Guy walks in, asks me to check his balance. So I pushed him over. They fired me for that. Another time I worked at the local library I didn't get fired for this, but the head librarian gave me and the whole staff a very stern talking to since things were kind of messy. 
She said, we ought to be ashamed of ourselves. Thank you. Enjoy the meal. Tip your waitress. Have a nice weekend. Totally different topic. Forget work for a minute. Whenever our kids go outside, you know, you're protective of your children. You want to make sure that they're safe. So they'll go bike riding. They'll go rip sticking, whatever. We'll tell them they have to put a helmet on, but they often do not seem to get it. The idea seems to go right over their heads. <clears throat> Sorry. I like golf clap. Yeah, probably all that deserves. I like cooking. You like cooking, Joe? <laughs> What's with the crickets? I haven't said anything yet. Just getting ready. Do you like cooking? I love cooking. Okay. What's your favorite? Well, I make chicken. I make roasts. I make spaghetti sauce. Plus your 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 mama. Oh, my cakes. Cakes? Oh, I make cakes. Yeah, I love cakes. Can you make one and bring it in? I'm bringing in uh, one month on Monday. For what? Well, it was my birthday this past week. So. Happy birthday. That's right. Yes. And Doug's. That's right. So I'm bringing in the birthday cake. Oh, lovely. That's good. Well, I like cooking once in a while. I don't, I'm not a good baker, but I, I like cooking. And uh, I actually made a big batch of fish eye soup yesterday. Probably going to see me through the whole weekend. <laughs> Speaking of food... Um, actually, well, I should say it this way, but if you have cows, let's put it that way. I know you have a dog, right? If you have cows, make sure you do not pamper them. Unless you want spoiled milk. (laughs) Time to close it down, student show. You look like you're getting a little weary over there. (laughs) Speaking of milk, before I go, why was the cookie sad, Joe? Because his mom was away for long. (laughs) He missed her. One final one in your honor, Joe. Which country's capital has the fastest growing population? Do you know? Answer to this? No. It's Ireland. Because every other year they're Dublin. No, every day it's Dublin. Every other year. Every day it's Dublin. Man, mess up the punchline there. Well, that'll do it for our pun segment today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again to John Brazier of the Phillies, Brittany Aberley of the TV show The Biggest Loser, and Mike Singletary, who if he was in studio would have probably dropped me like a bad habit for most of those puns. <laughs> Grab the podcast of that and other Tim DeMoss shows. Engineered by the hardest working producer in Philadelphia Radio between 402 and 45850, Joe Harnett. Have a wonderful weekend. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Don't forget Mike Singletary at the Ocean City Tabernacle this coming Sunday morning, 830 and 1030. OCTabernacle.org for details. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.